Hello and welcome to Pornographic, <laughs> your favourite reviewers for vintage porn. How are we all doing tonight? Are we ready to rumble? Are we ready are we to do ready? some scrum, scrumble, rumble? Are we ready to get our guts galore? So here, is, we, here is a review of... Of, of the of, film we watched last time. Um... <clears throat> An uncommonly imaginative skin flick culminating in a demonstratively gripping finale. Another titillating, teetladen treat from Alpha France is a rather quimsical example of gorgeous Gallic exotica that has a rather gynecologically loquacious premise concerning the pulchritudinous Joël who finds that her lugubrious love life with her handsome architect, uh, Eric, is becoming increasingly stale. Stuck in a nigh on rutless rut, this vivaciously voluptuous redhead discovers much to her initial cha- chagrin. Is that even a French word? Fuck knows. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... Basically, this is a review on IMDb of the film we watched, which we can finally review the title of. It shows you the kind of demographic this that this shit attracts. <laughs> yes, I mean, exactly. goddamn. Which is, uh, I'm not even <laughs> sure, because basically the film is called Les Sex Kipau. It's a, it's a French film. It's pretty good. From the, from the 70s. It's pretty good. Um, I'm sorry, I'm talking in front of your pile of hair. Oh, yeah. I had a mental breakdown today and cut my hair. I so cut I, I cut your hair. Rebirthed. No, you just fixed your fringe. I cut it. Because there. you couldn't do it properly. That's not true. I was doing... I did a perfect job. You did well enough. <laughs> I was entirely sub- subservient to the insatiable desire of my sharply sardonic, sinfully salacious sex. Were you? Probably. Mm, that's good. That's, that's lovely to me. I know, I'm glad. Regardless, why don't we um, say how we found out about this? It was, um, it was lockdown. So we're talking about two years ago. We've kept this in, the, in, our, in our closet for the longest of time. Um, for the right occasion to the watch. The simple closet. The simple closet. It was lockdown and uh, me and Yev were having a, a, a night in. As usual, as all the other nights we were spending. Um, and we were just lying in bed, probably looking at stupid YouTube videos, when Yev just out of the blue said, Do you think there is somewhere where we could buy a Pinocchio dildo? There isn't. Believe it or not, there <laughs> fucking isn't. I, I, no one's, no one's, had, so no one's had like, this idea before, but it's yeah. Genius. No, it's genius. It is it's genius. genius. You lie to, like, you, you tell lies, you know, you, you, make, you make the fuck a lie, and then brrr, you got the expanding thing. And yeah, oh, like, lie, it could honesty, be, could be like know, a kinky game of it's, people it's, playing uh, truth or dare. It's like Edward Penis Hands, but with truth and lies, you know? Like, oh, uh, you're quoting <laughs> our first success. <laughs> Recording our first success, it's good. It's good to maintain our audience alive. It's interactive. But yeah, I, so d- I don't know. Pino- Pinocchio penis nose. Pinocchio penis nose. <laughs> so, Pinocchio, what lies have you been up to? What have you been no, in? Let's, let's get back into the, 
So basically, what happened is, yes, we were lying in bed, and you have asked this question about, okay, is there a Pinocchio dildo where you lie, uh, you play like a game of truth or dare, and a nose... Not a game, not a game of truth or dare. You ask Pinocchio to lie to you, and he's like, yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist. We However, researched it. We, went, we, we came across other uh, anthropomorphized dildos, such well, as like, the, like the E.T. one. The, the alien one, the Shrek one. We found I, the, the E.T. one, lots. the finger yeah. one, which I kind of like. But I would just have it as like a memorabilia. Ornament. Piece. Yeah, an or- ornament. It would look good in my room, that's for sure. <laughs> an orifice <laughs> ornament. An orifice ornament. So we were looking for this shit. Um, there was nothing. The only thing we found was a a link to a a porno, as usual, as our researchers usually go end up as. And it was a, a clip from this uh, film, the film that we have watched. So we watched a clip, and it's uh, this woman, this like young-looking woman who proceeds to please herself with a Pinocchio doll, like a wooden um, old-school one. And this is a flavour of what you're about to go into. Anyway. Well. Anyway. So yeah, enough of we found this clip and we found out it was from Les Esquipades, which is the film we watched from 1975, directed by... What's this guy's name? Directed by... Claude Moulot. Based on a book by... French philosopher Denis Diderot from the 1700s and the book is called Le Bijou Inscrit and I thought it was really strange because I studied Diderot when I was in high school I would have never thought that I would have encountered him again in a porno with my boyfriend (laughs) we went into this film even more curious than we were before because yeah we planned to watch this film just in general then Pornology kind of materializes an idea, and we said, okay, this is the best chance for us to pick it up again. Um, and yeah, so with all this context behind, we went into it, and I must say we thoroughly enjoyed it. At least I did. Uh, unlike Edward Penisans, this was actually something entertaining, funny, weird, but also entertaining. Um, so... A little bit of a um, plot roundup. Right. So this is a film. <laughs> okay, okay. Good start. Where a, a woman's vagina starts talking. After she has um, a very unsatisfactory sex with her husband, her beau. Um, so the first scene we see, it's her just masturbating in public at like a dinner, and her husband's like, "Yo, wagwan," but in French, but in French, "Kikuze, <laughs> Yo, wagwan in French is "Kikuze, kikuze." And what I loved about uh, how they wanted to, how they showed how the vagina talked is that you literally can see it from the point of view of the vagina. It was like a POV. It was like a POV from inside the viewer. Literally. Imagine you're a baby. Coming out. About to be born, coming out. And you see the... Outline. Vaginal slit. But it's very, very hairy. 
It opens and closes. It opens, well, but it opens and closes for the speech. Exactly. As which was uh, because we watched both the French and the dubbed version. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> The, the the speech does not match up <laughs> to uh, to in in the translated version. It just doesn't work. I think the story true. would have taken a very different turn if uh, we just watched the sex in French. Out in French. <laughs> sex keep out in French. Oh, by the way, the English title of it uh, is Pussy Talk, which uh, I think is just a kind of it's more um, direct, direct, just like the British <laughs> for our for our um, multilingual. Audience, mainly British. Multilingual, mainly British. Few Italians. Few Italians. Probably no Frenchmen. Probably no one. Yeah. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Thanks. Le palki sex. Thanks. I hope no, no French people get offended by this. Uh, I hope oh. you fucking do, you bastards. I love your wine. <laughs> <laughs> However, vagina speaking. So. Apart from the point of view of the vagina, you can also see the vagina speaking itself and kind of twitching, which is really cool. I Fascinating. Was, I think it was some sort of special effects. But again, just like Edward Penisans, it was very tactile special effects. Did you it, feel it? No, I couldn't feel it, but it's... <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. It's a tactile. <laughs> no, in the sense <laughs> of, you know, it's, it's very much... There is no CGI to it. It was just the vagina opening and closing, but it was pretty. Yeah, it was, it was bushy. It was, it was yeah. a little sponge. They, I bet you they got a sponge. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and what it looked like. they just squeezed it up Squee- and down. Like a sponge screen. Yeah, and it, it looked like it was going on time with the speech. One thing I hated, though, was the voiceover they decided to go for the vagina. It was all right in French. It wasn't. She sounded, it it was, sounded like, a, like a witch. It was very witchy. Everything sounds fine in French. Vile. <laughs> You're vile. <laughs> However, yes, her vagina starts speaking, and after that, the situation kind of escalates because this woman's life becomes extremely debilitated by her talking sex. She can't do anything. She, she learns to-, to love it. She gives into it. I think. Does she though? Does she though? That's how you read. She it. could always say "fuck off, vagina." I'm gonna shove a tissue up there. I'm gonna put a little pad in you there. Shut her up. Shut but up. she's not. She's not strong enough. She's complicit. In fact, she leaves the house with only a trench coat on and nothing underneath, and goes to and three men. Wait, not yet. She goes to the cinema and she meets two men. A porn cinema, by the way. She meets two men and proceeds to do what she has to do with them. You know, in the bathrooms, as her her husband is just coming home to help her out because she calls him a wealthy sort of work me. What I'm slightly confused by is why doesn't her vagina talk during sex? During her sex with other guys, during her threesomes, during her fingering sessions, why does the vagina only talk during the radio interviews? The meetings with her husband and the sex with the husband. That's interesting. I didn't. I didn't think that through actually. Why I is think there? It's, I think it's because it tries to incite her into doing things. Why is there only a criticism of the familiar, and no criticism of the unordinary of, of, of the unordinary of, of of the new? Also, the vagina is a part of her. 
It's 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 a separate entity from herself. The ego and the super ego. Right, but okay. The vagina and the super vagina. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit it's a bit like a, her unconscious talking. She's unsatisfied with her sex life, therefore, you know, she seeks out something more and But this is my issue with the film. Return it, of the it, repressed. It's always portrayed as a separation from her, as something that she doesn't control and something that she doesn't want to be around, and she seems happy with her love life, and so on and so on, but 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 she's also clearly somewhat disgruntled. My issue is the portrayal of this as a separate entity, when this is, in essence, supposed to be an exaggeration and a portrayal of, of this very personal dissatisfaction. No? So you think... It doesn't speak with other people because... I think it's fake feminism. <laughs> Essentially. Um, in what sense? It's kind of like uh, the be a slut, do whatever you want kind of feminism? I think, I think, it's, or... I, I, I think it's almost trying to be feminism, but in its own way repressing its own cause. Is it not betraying the fact that women are too weak to speak up for themselves and they need an external voice? Or that maybe over-sexualization is a way of empowering themselves, but at the end of the day, it just ends up repressing them, oppressing them more? Exactly. Ooh, yeah, we might have a point. But I don't think the, I don't think Claude Moulot thought of that. I think he just wanted to make a vagina speak for the sake of it, because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> So basically, yes, she starts conducting this like very debo the, debauchery. You know, debauchery is drunkenness. Okay, that's a wrong word. Mate, I'm Italian. I don't Italian. I'm Italian. I'm man. Italian. Hey. <laughs> Father, son, and the house of vagina. What's that fucking accent? Hey, I'm a Jared Leto. We, we need to we need to review the sex scene in the house of Gucci. <laughs> By the way, that's my review. Fucking shite. That's it. That's all I have to say. And Lady Gaga has a very f ugly orgasm face. However, what I was, what I was trying to say... Casino di Guccino. We, we still we keep getting it onto tangents. I'll say that for a text based on philosophical writing, it's profoundly shallow. It is profoundly shallow. I mean, the book itself, the Diderot book, is about this man who has a ring and if he points the ring at women's vaginas they start talking about their previous sexual experiences and I think this film tried to kind of reenact on it but kind of to explain why this woman is so repressed um, because she had kind of a traumatic relationship with sex basically what happens is yes she starts having sex with different men and the husband gets kind of worried and he wants to talk he goes to talk to a therapist worried. yes the husband gets jealous jealous and worried so he calls his therapist woman and he she he invites her over to talk to his wife and of course because he's a porn they all start having a weird threesome because the therapist can't believe that this woman's vagina is speaking wouldn't you if you were a therapist <laughs> Would you would you not love to just have some sex with a talking vagina? That would be like yo. It's for science. I, yeah, I mean, 
I would say realism, as absurd as it is, 10 out of 10. It's out, out of topic, but can I have some water? Please. This is not me, it's my vagina speaking, by the way. Oh. Right, she's gone. Now for a spoiler. At the end, the husband's penis starts talking. Mm-hmm. God, I'm getting... I'm getting hot. I'm getting flustered. It's all the pussy talk. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Threesome. They have a threesome. And the therapist basically tells the media about it. To run away from the media and the radio... And well, also maybe... Maybe to run away from the very heavy threesomes. The husband decides to kidnap his wife. Oh, that's just that's just how you see it. That's Maybe, not that's the, it's a valid interpretation. I don't think it was just It's a just valid jealous. interpretation of a very multidimensional movie. Multidimensional. <laughs> of a very deep, profound and multi-layered, Multifaceted, yeah. Film. However, yeah, they run away to the wife's, I think, family house where she used to live. Because why the fuck would you ever get horny? In a family house. (laughs) And then there is this kind of snippet, this kind of like scene, where the wife's auntie, who is a painter, gets um, chased from one of the journalists. Which is She doesn't get chased. She fucking loves it. Yeah, but the guy knocks on her door whilst she's having... A threesome. Everyone has threesomes in this fucking film. Uh, she's a painter. They're French. They're French. Whatever. Fuck you. But she's a, <laughs> she's a painter. She's this very flamboyant she's woman. She's a shit painter, by She's the way. a shit painter. And she's painting these two naked teenagers. They're literally teenagers. Uh, unlike... That's a really interesting thing. Unlike Edward Penisans, the people that should be not minors are minors everyone looks I like a minor i don't think they are minors i mean they I, just I, look very young the two boys look very young and, yeah. she, and the painter auntie looks really old she's like this uh she looks a bit like um like um the owner of a yoga vegan bar i think yes she sort of does she sells avocados she definitely sells some organic avocados and i smoke with and CBD. Yeah. That's the vibe this woman has. Um, so she's having a threesome with her really young models. And then this journalist knocks on the door and he's like, yo, where's your, where's your niece? But in French. The journalist tries to get information from the aunt. And I think she's just pretty vague on it. She, she probably just, fucks him as well. She probably, yeah, we don't see it, but it's it's kind of intense. It's not even intense, we just know it happens. She, this woman is a bit of an infomaniac, by the way. So She just wants money, man. He probably gave her 50 quid. She was like, fuck yeah, I need to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> I need to pay my models. I mean, and, uh, she sold out her own fucking, what was it, cousin? Niece. Niece. <laughs> Same thing. She sold out her family member to a news reporter for a couple hundred bucks. I mean, not even her, her vagina, who is, I, I consider, a separate entity. Yes, to, we to, have to, decided, to yeah, itself. we have decided that because we don't want to make any sociological standpoint, we consider the vagina and a woman as two different characters of the story. So, we go back to the family house of the main character, the woman whose unfortunate sex has decided to, um... Her unfortunate sex? Mm-hmm. 
I don't think it was her sex that was unfortunate. She seemed rather confused, but not that discontent. It's definitely rebelling against her to an extent. I mean, it's her fighting within her is own depression, as we have decided. We've is seen... it not a statement against conservatism to some extent? Yeah, but, you know, it was the 70s. It was, like, in the midst of the sexual revolution. Women were more empowered than they probably are now. So basically, we go back into the family house after we see oui. the... Yes. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. <laughs> oui, oui, we, we, we as audience into go back into the family, the family house. Fucking house. They fall asleep. I mean, the woman falls asleep, the husband is lying next to her, and the vagina starts speaking again, um, inviting the man to listen to her now that um, her, his wife has fallen asleep. And he uh, goes closer to the vagina, and she starts reminiscing all of the, his wife's sexual experiences, starting from her first one, which was a fairly traumatic one, because we find out that she was actually being sexually abused by her father, um, which I think is kind of what propelled, propelled? Yes, propelled her um, turbulent relationship with sex. After that... Um, we see her first actual sexual encounter with a boy, which was a boy she had a crush on um, when and she was a teenager. And they're both meant to be underage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually do look young, though, this time. As I said, like, they look like young teenagers. I mean, they're, they're, they're all meant to be, like, fucking 16 at this point. But also, they don't really have sex. She's just trying to kind of entice him, you know, smoking a cigarette naked on the bed. And he doesn't really seem to give a shit. But hey, it was on movie. <laughs> It's true, it's true, it is a movie um, for everyone to watch. However, yeah, they don't really have sex. I, I think the guy isn't really into her. In fact, she tries to give him, like, a blowjob, and then he just fucks off. Oh, yeah, no one's dick is hard in this film. Yeah. None of them. Apart <laughs> from the two young boys. No, not even them. I mean, fair enough, they're having sex with the avocado lady. Who was the most attractive one? I, 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 I really want to think they just did too much cocaine on the set. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, yeah. Um, basically, she gives him a blowjob and he's just kind of like, oh, I gotta go. And he just leaves. And she's like, fuck, what do I do? And that's when we get to the infamous scene, the one that started it all, the Pinocchio scene. I think She loses her virginity to a Pinocchio doll. And it's fairly graphic, as when she disposes the doll, it has blood trickling down the nose. And I find it so cool. And I know that it's disgusting. I mean, it's not even disgusting, to be fair. I think it was actually pretty cool and pretty creative. I've never seen anything like this before. Not that I've watched my fair amount of erotic art house porn, but the, 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 the concept itself is kind of cool. Um... So yeah, this is how she loses her virginity. And then we see another sexual experience she has with her teacher and her classmate. Um, which is... Fucked. Yeah. Beyond belief. Yeah. But also, you know, kind of basic. You see this shit on, like, porn sites all the time. As all these things get so kind of, like... Um, recounted by the vagina to the husband who's just listening in disbelief the um, no I think he believes it 
<laughs> I, I, I think secretly he fucking loves it. Oh, definitely. I think that's the whole He's point of the like, film. Oh, tell me more, babes. Tell me more. Tell me more, Vagina. I like you more than my girlfriend. God damn. I think he kind of does. That's the thing. I, no, I think he loved his girlfriend. I think. I mean, just, it fucking took over his dick, so I bet he fucking does. They're just, they're just not sexually compatible. That's why everything was triggered back into the woman, because she's like, am I ever going to enjoy sex? Am I that stigmatized by my past? We're getting too philosophical into it. I think this is just a porn movie. <laughs> However, as all of this is uh, unraveling, the journalist is driving up to the to the head of family house, and this is a very bizarre soundtrack to this happening. Do you remember? Ha, ha, yeah. Ha, ha, yes. It's, it's giant kind of, swan. Yeah, it sounded like a um. It was like a chorus of voices. Going ha 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 ha. I shouldn't have <laughs> tried to sing it because it's awful. Um, but yeah, it was supposed it's to be. It's Morton Feldman on speed. <laughs> it was supposed to be like a tense scene, but it just looked really goofy. Of like this journalist breaking into the house, um, and the husband and the wife covering themselves up to kind of run away, but they're followed by them, and I think the wife runs into the car naked and drives off, and it cuts away again to the aunt's house, who's once again having sex, because that's all she fucking does, um, and they go into her house to we kind of have shelter. We do not we? <laughs> that's how you should have started the podcast. <laughs> we definitely need a jingle. We need a jingle for for our podcast. <laughs> no, we have to do it together. One, two, three. Ha ha. No, you didn't go. <laughs> it's like me in primary school. I pretend to sing along to their fucking Christian little jingles. Just as long as your voice does the shift, you don't as have to. As you're waffling. Make... Yeah. You do the waffle. I waffle discreetly. However, yeah, they go to their aunt's house, and aunt uh, kind of shelters them from the media, just for a brief moment. So you think. No, so you think, because the journalist knocks on the door exactly two minutes after this happens, and um, the wife is lying down on the sofa, tired from the running, and eventually she gives in into giving an interview to the journalist. Drugged up. And mind you, here, there is a bizarre scene of the interviewer fingering a desperate vagina with his microphone with it screaming to be penetrated by the only source of attention from the outside world which is the media this is another criticism isn't it we just want to be heard when there is someone outside of our family or outside of our friend circle he wants to listen to us. We're all desperate for microphones to be shoved up our orifices. <laughs> Metaphorically, not actually. We're all desperate for a minute of fame. Mm-hmm. That's true. I think that's... that's Why do you think we're doing this podcast? Exactly, exactly. We are, we, that's, we're shoving our microphone in people's orifices, though. In, in, it is, I mean. Like, it was a mess for headphones because the podcast. Ears is some sort of orifice, you know, as a whole. But it has a membrane. 
So does the vagina at one point. But you break it. That's yeah, can, I broke my eardrum. You broke your ear. You broke your eardrum. You, you, you can't hear anymore. Mate, I broke my eardrum when I was a child. I told yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Is that why you have tinnitus? I don't have tinnitus. Anymore. <laughs> I never had it. So you think. <laughs> You're my tinnitus most times, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just talk about porn. Yeah, in the best way. I love you. I love porn. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> However, yes, so the woman gives in, and instead of her giving the interview, it's her vagina giving the interview, but we don't actually see what uh, the vagina releases to the press, let's just say that. So after this, she becomes a sort of celebrity, she goes back home to her husband who's waiting for her, and he's like, oh my god, where have you been? And they share a passionate kiss, but her vagina stops it. And the vagina's like, I don't love you. She doesn't love you. She finds you disgusting. However, she tries to shut her up. And she continues kissing her husband passionately as the vagina shrieks in pain. And then they try to have sex on a very fluffy carpet, honestly. Very good location for sex. I, 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 I really like that. See, it's weird at this point. Because it's like... Is someone getting raped? Because her vagina is clearly getting fucking raped. Yeah, but... If she... you treat her vagina at this point as a separate entity, this is a case of rape. If you don't, then is the vagina really uh, a symptom of the repression of this woman is undergoing, and this is a resolution? But in a way... We'll never know. Is the sex the therapy then? Is the sex kind of what uh, makes her overcome her repression, the sex with her husband? Because it seems like she's finally enjoying it for once, um, as though her vagina is suffering. Maybe it's the attention. Oh, again? You think so? There's many, many ways we can read this finale, especially because the best part is after they both uh, finish... They both squirt their orifice fluid. Oh my god! This, in this, the open. That's worse. <laughs> well, they both, they both, they both. Um, they see the banality of existence. And that, they come to terms with it. I'll say it in French. They both experience la petite mort. That's they, orgasm in French. Yeah. La petite mort. They die a bit. They die a bit inside because they realize they're both not happy, but they realize, eh. We probably can't do better. Well, you know? well, this will do. We're French. We're French. <laughs> oh, my God. As they finish, the husband kisses his wife one last time and goes to the bathroom. Oh, by the way, their bathroom, their sink is that um, fountain there is in Rome. It's full of orifices, by the way. The sink yeah. is full of uh, yeah, oral yeah. orifices. So basically, their sink is the mouth of truth fountain that's in Rome. It's the ancient... Versus the modern. Shut up, yeah. You know, the ancient known wisdom, the, 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 the seeming opacity and understanding of existence with that which is new, a talking vagina, something that completely shatters your understanding. Another sort of mouth of truth, for sure, because, oh, that's very interesting, because the sink is the mouth of truth statue in Rome, and the vagina is the mouth of truth because she is ta- she. Why am I? Am I assuming the vagina's gender? Jesus, it's 
it uh, tells all the sexual stories that the wife hasn't shared with the husband, uh, which then implies her liberation, the wife's liberation. So I think there is a little bit more to this film in its details that maybe even the director hasn't noticed. <laughs> However, so the husband goes into the bathroom, opens the sink, washes his face, and he hears a voice. He hears a voice coming from down there. And we find out that... The penis speaks. The curse has been transmitted onto his genitals. And the film ends on a uh, freeze frame of the husband's soft penis. Laughing, as usual. usual. <laughs> laughing it off. Laughing it off. And the credits roll. And this is like Sex Keeper, 1975. And there's a sequel. <laughs> what do we give to the cinematography? I give 10, because I really liked it, to be fair. It's, it's very simplistic, there's not much to it, but sometimes simplicity just wins. Unlike Edward Peter's hands, which uh, was just overall bad, you could tell that this cinematographer kind of knew a thing or two about filming. The basics, but he did. I'll give 7, because a thing or two is not mastery. That's true, it's not mastery. I'm not saying it's mastery, but like for... But we're judging it as a film. For a low-budget... Not just as a low-budget, horny porno. <laughs> we're judging this as a movie. Okay. And yeah, for fair that, enough. it gets a half-decent seven. Okay. Maybe maybe I'll be, I'll be more honest and I'll give it a 6.5 then. Because it was quite boring, quite dull. Apart from the vagina POV shots of the vagina moving and talking. That was good. That was really good. I don't know if it was anatomically correct. Um, so I don't think anyone has ever shot anything from a vagina's point of view, but creative. Eroticism points, about a three. Maybe a four. Nah. They were all fucking soft. They were all fucking soft. How are you meant to get hard if the actors are soft? The, the, the main feature of this film was the fucking talking vagina and the stories it was recalling. And the other best part is the plot, whose point I will give a good eight. I give it an eight. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a six. I'll bump it up from aggressive mediocrity to minor understanding. <laughs> but I think the Pinocchio scene just will just it just makes everything better. That I'll tell you what, if you want to watch the film, just 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 watch a ten hour loop of the Pinocchio scene. Anything else is a waste of your time. I, I will I will make it. I will make it and I will just link it there we to go. the It'll be on YouTube waiting right for you. Well, um this is the second episode of Chronology. Um, I'm about to pass out. Yeah, I was so about to night. pass out. Good night. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this palpably erotic interlude. And our review of this exotic skin flick. <laughs> yeah, we will also link the fucking review because you guys need to read what the fuck people have been saying about this film. Good night. We might see you. We might not. Until then. Mwah. From our speaking vaginas to yours.